When Jesus had come near Bethage and Bethany, at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a coat that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it, just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, the owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? They said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus, and after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout. Amen. Amen. It is a joy to have you here this morning, students, kids, kids at heart. This is um, the beginning of Holy Week, Palm Sunday, because as our scripture read and as our song sang, this is a Sunday that we remember Jesus headed for Jerusalem, that he headed for Jerusalem. He had come to be the light in our world. He had come so that we might know that there is absolutely nothing that can separate us from God's love. Absolutely nothing. And so he came, and people saw him coming and celebrated as if a king were coming. But in some ways, they weren't really paying attention because Jesus didn't come on a great white horse. Jesus didn't come to Jerusalem carried by soldiers. He came on a donkey, and he borrowed that. But still, people cut palm branches and wave them and shout, Hosanna, save us, because they knew a king was coming. But they didn't know, did they, what kind of king. So today we celebrate Palm Sunday. Um, but I have to tell you, there is another name for this Sunday. Do you know it? We're getting answers up here. It's Palm Sunday, but it is also Passion Sunday. It is also Passion Sunday. Because even though there was so much rejoicing, and even though Jesus came to be that light and to show us that there was absolutely nothing that we could do to make God stop loving us, there were some people who didn't understand that light. There were people who wanted to put out the light. There were people who were scared of that message. And so this is Passion Sunday. Because it's the week that we remember that after this great procession, after that time in Jerusalem, that Jesus was arrested. 
and that they nailed him to a cross. And then he died. Because some people wanted to put out that light. It's a sad story. It's a very sad story. But wait till next week. It is not the end of the story. And next week we celebrate the highest, holiest day of the year, the greatest mystery of our faith that shows us that Jesus is the king. That we are right in waving our branches and shouting, Hosanna, that nothing, absolutely nothing, can ever make God stop loving us. Nothing can ever separate us from the love of God. And so today, we raise those branches and we shout and we sing and we wait. And we wait for next week for the great love and mystery of Easter. Would you pray with me? And say, dear God, thank you for being the light and the love in our lives. We love you, Lord. Hosanna. Amen. Amen. When the hour came, Jesus took his place at the table and the apostles with him. He said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer, for I tell you, I will not eat it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourselves, for I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. Then he took a loaf of bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And he did the same with the cup after supper, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. But see, the one who betrays me is with me, and his hand is on the table. For the Son of Man is going as it has been determined. But woe to the one by whom he is betrayed. Then they began to ask one another which one of them it could be who would do this. When we think we can no longer walk the path with God because it is too difficult, there God's closeness, God's faithfulness, God's strength become consolation and help There only do we really recognize God and the meaning of our Christian life. Jesus came and went as it was his custom to the Mount of Olives, and the disciples followed him. When he reached the place, he said to them, Pray that you may not come into the time of trial. Then he withdrew from them about a stone's throw, knelt down, and prayed, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. When an angel from heaven appeared to him and gave him strength, in his anguish he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat became like great drops of blood falling down on the ground. 
When he got up from prayer, he came to the disciples and found them sleeping because of grief. And he said to them, Why are you sleeping? Get up and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. Then the assembly rose as a body and brought Jesus before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this man perverting our nation, forbidding us to pay taxes to the emperor, and saying that he himself is the Messiah, a king. Then Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered, You say so. Then Pilate said to the chief priests in the crowds, I find no basis for an accusation against this man. But they were insistent and said, He stirs up the people by teaching throughout all Judea from Galilee, where he began even to this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he learned that he was under Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him off to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad, for he had been wanting to see him for a long time, because he had heard about him, and he was hoping to see him perform some sign. He questioned him at some length, but Jesus gave him no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him. Even Herod with his soldiers treated him with contempt and mocked him. Then he put an elegant robe on him and sent him back to Pilate. That same day, Herod and Pilate became friends with each other. Before this, they had been enemies. Pilate then called together the chief priests, the leaders, and the people and said to them, You brought me this man as one who was perverting the people, and here I have examined him in your presence and have not found this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. Indeed, he has done nothing to deserve death. I will therefore have him flogged and release him. Then they all shouted together, Away with this fellow! Release Barabbas for us! This was a man who had been put in prison for an insurrection that had taken place in the city and for murder. Pilate wanted to release Jesus, address them again, but they kept shouting, Crucify! Crucify him! A third time he said to them, Why? What evil has he done? I have found him No ground for the sentence of death. I will therefore have him flogged and then release him. But they kept urgently demanding with loud shouts that he should be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate gave his verdict that their demand should be granted. He released the man they asked for, the one who had been put in prison for insurrection and murder, and he handed Jesus over as they waited. God wants the surmounting of death through the death of Jesus Christ. Only in the cross and resurrection of Jesus Christ did death come under God's power. Must death serve God's ends? Two others also who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. When they came to the place that is called the skull, They crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. 
And the people stood by watching, but the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Messiah of God, his chosen one. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. We stand before Good Friday and Easter, the days of God's empowering deeds in history, the deeds in which God's judgment and grace were made visible to all the world, judgment in those hours when Jesus Christ, the Lord, hung on the cross, grace in the hour when death was devoured by victory. No human beings acted here. No. God alone did this. He walked the path to the people in endless love. He judged what is human. And he gave grace beyond merit. Amen. 